There's lots of different types of investing losses you could have. One would be a capital loss. That's where your losses for the year are more than your gains. You have a net loss. Now, the law limits that amount that you can reduce your adjusted gross income to only $3,000 of that loss. If your loss was $50,000, then you could take $3,000 reduction on your income this year, and then $47,000 is what they call carried over to the next year. That means next year you kind of start $47,000 in the hole. That's nice for next year, but you'd kind of like the benefit this year. That's, that's a problem. That's capital loss. Another loss that you might have would be worthless securities. Uh, which the IRS kind of applies security loss to crypto. We would apply that to crypto as well. That is to say, you bought something, it's now worthless because they're no longer working on that coin. It's dead. It might be like Luna or UST or something like that you had. It's now worthless. You could write that off as though it were sold for $0 on the last day of the year. That would be treated as a capital loss. The third type of loss that affects investors would be a theft loss. And a theft loss is interesting because it's the deduction on your itemized deductions. So if you itemize your deductions, you can claim theft loss of investments. I should mention that, uh, you know, I'm talking about investments and I've read on certain crypto tax gain calculation services. They say, no, you can't do theft loss. There's a lot of misconception out there because Congress actually made it that your personal casualty losses cannot be deducted. That's a special rule starting in 2018, going for eight years. However, a lot of people make the mistake. They don't understand section 165 H3, which says that applies only to personal assets, not to transactions that are entered into for profit, which is what all crypto is. So it, you can take a theft loss on crypto. You can take a theft loss of what you put into it, not what artificially it might've gone up to us at one time. If you get, you get a wallet hacked, you know, somebody stole something, you could claim that as a theft loss. The difficulty with a theft loss is you have to prove two things. One is that it was, you have to prove it was taken and yep. that it was taken with criminal intent. If you get hacked, it's kind of hard to prove that you were hacked. I had the coins before, now they're not there. I could show you the transactions where they all moved off, but I can't prove criminal intent because I don't even know who did it. You know, so that's that's difficult to meet the, the proof threshold for theft loss, in which case, you can take it as a capital loss. Now, the exciting thing here, this is what's exciting about most people, is there was in 2008 a, a scandal with Bernie Madoff's investment fund. Millions of people were involved in this, and it brought to light the difficulty of claiming a theft loss on investments this large. And these were a lot of wealthy people. They had clout in Congress. So IRS came up with what we call the, the Bernie Madoff procedure. It's IRS uh, Revenue Procedure 2009-20 amended by 2011-58. And what this procedure does is it makes it easier to prove a theft loss. It creates what they call a safe harbor, which means if you do these things, the IRS is not going to push any further when audited. Uh, what do you have to do? The proof that you invested the money is you don't have to wait on the, let's say the statement from FTX that shows that you put the money in. If you can show from somewhere else that you transferred into your FTX wallet, you can show that transaction happening. That's satisfactory to prove that you moved it in. For example, I bought my Bitcoin at 5,000 and I transfer it into FTX 
when it was 25,000, okay? And now uh, it gets lost. And it, it was 20,000 at the time FTX closed down. I can't get it. What do I write off in that situation? Well, the price that it entered into FTX was 25,000. So you can claim that price at that time. It's like difference there in how the law is written. Secondly, the benefit of the safe harbor is, remember, we have to prove that it was taken. Well, and that it was criminal intent. All you have to do is that there now be an indictment, either at the federal or state level, either criminal or civil, against the promoter of the fraud. In this case, you know, Bertie Madoff type of person. In our case here, we got Sam Bankman-Fried, who's like the promoter of all promoters, and he has been indicted by a criminal indictment, okay? So that satisfies the safe harbor requirement to show that there was criminal intent. It doesn't have to be convicted. It's just that he was indicted. Secondly, it also kicks in the ability that I just have to prove I transferred stuff into, in this case, FTX, rather than actually showing the FTX transactions. What's exciting about this? With Bernie Madoff, all he did was touch his own investment fund with his fraud. But Sam Bankman-Fried touched a lot of other people. These are all allegations, of course. He got money under fraudulent pretexts. He falsely represented to people what he would invest that money in. He falsely represented to the companies that he invested in, either through FTX, FTX Ventures, FTX US, through Alameda. He falsely represented, he had this money, he invested in them. For example, BlockFi. BlockFi was on hard times. They got a quarter billion dollar funding guarantee from FTX. Then it turns out the FTX doesn't have any money. It was illusionary and they were deceived. BlockFi was deceived and BlockFi went bankrupt. Now, the law says that if there's criminal fraud involved, in this case, it's a little, it's a bit indirect. Sam Bankman-Fried was a promoter of BlockFi because he invested in BlockFi. He falsely represented his investment. He gave false assurances to the people who trusted BlockFi with their assets etc. IRS might want to dicker about it, but I think that qualifies in my humble opinion. So virtually everything that FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried invested in could be eligible for this Madoff treatment. We had the Celsius network closed down and the state of New York filed a civil case in state law under Mashinsky. So that means if you had assets tied up in Celsius, you can now claim the, the Bernie Madoff treatment on it. I will say this about the Madoff treatment. A lot of tax software does not support the forms necessary to do this. If you're using TurboTax or H&R Block, they don't support it. Don't talk to them. They'll say you're silly. Their software doesn't support it. A lot of the solo tax petitioners, a lot of them use, let's say, cheaper tax software that doesn't support this procedure. So let's say you had $100,000 of coins on FTX when it closed down. It's closed. You can't get access to it. Typically, with bankruptcy, you cannot claim a loss until the judge disposes of the assets. In other words, they're in limbo. And it might be in limbo for a couple of years. But with the Bernie Madoff procedure, we can treat what's sometimes called the Ponzi treatment. It's not necessarily limited Ponzi, any type of financial fraud. We can claim that loss this year, and we can itemize the deduction. I did this for a, a woman a couple of years ago who had invested in a mining operation that had monthly charges. All in all, she put in a little over 140000 into it. Her income, her adjusted gross income was 90000 And this thing turned out to be a scam, lost everything. We were able to add $140,000 onto her itemized deductions. 
This took her taxable income right down to zero. She paid no taxes that year. That's nice. And she had $50,000 left over as a net operating loss that rolls into next year. So she starts off next year as though she had lost $50,000 of income. So it really paid off. It's sad that any loss happens. That's really sad. But at least there's some silver linings. And you really want to claim your loss. Claim all your losses on your tax return. I had a guy call me up in 2020. He made a lot of money. And he was really concerned. He made a million dollars trading and he's worried about the taxes. And I said, well, tell me about that. What did you do in the previous years? He goes, I lost money in 2018 and 19. I lost $400,000 trading in 2018. I lost 600000 in 2019. So I didn't report it because I didn't want my wife to see this on my tax return. I said, I got great news for you. We're going to go back and amend 2018 and 19. Claim these $100,000 worth of losses. Remember that $3,000 is all you could claim. And then the rest of it rolls over. So he's going to have, um, you know, $994,000 right off. He's not going to pay any taxes at all in 2023. So he's like, you're kidding. You want to claim and document all your losses. There's a silver lining. They help you reduce your taxes. It's real. And, uh, you know, call our office, schedule a private consultation if you need assistance on that. The Clinton Donnelly Show, where we explore how taxation and regulations of cryptocurrencies affect your daily life as an investor. Clinton has a law degree in international financial regulation. He is an enrolled agent and certified as a cryptocurrency anti-financial crime specialist. He has clients in 71 countries. He is one of the top experts in crypto taxation in the U.S., this show is sponsored by CryptoTaxAudit.com, the income tax experts for U.S. crypto investors. Are you frustrated with using online crypto tax services to calculate capital gains? Are you a high-frequency trader, DeFi, NFT, play-to-earn, or quail investor? Nothing is too complicated for the experts at CryptoTaxAudit.com. Are you frustrated that your accountant doesn't understand crypto taxes? Crypto Tax Audit uses a proven, bulletproof crypto tax return methodology to prepare a tax return that doesn't attract the attention of the IRS. Crypto Tax Audit also offers an exclusive audit defense membership service. It's like car insurance for your tax return. If your return gets selected for an audit of crypto reporting, they will defend you at no additional charge for the entire life of the audit. No one offers anything like audit defense membership. Go to CryptoTaxAudit.com to learn more and schedule a private tax consultation now. The opinions expressed in this show are not legal advice. Tax and regulations are complicated. Your situation is unique, so you should always consult a tax professional.